Wise Turtle Speaks is a series of offerings merging philosophy, physics, math, biology, psychology, sociology, education, art, politics, and even love together. We will explore the patterns of our consciousness as it moves through space and time and use those patterns to better understand and solve our problems in all four dimensions of the universe. Namaste. This episode I'm going to generally call How to Raise an Awesome Kid, also known as How to Raise a Superhero, Not a Supervillain. And this is dedicated, I guess, uh, to the woman who's been in the news lately, um, whose name you might somewhat recognize. Um, her name is Sue Klebold or Claybold. Um, her son was Dylan Klebold or Claybold or however you pronounce it, um, who was the young man who, uh, along with a compatriot, went into Columbine High School in Colorado, Littleton, Colorado, and um, killed a whole bunch of people, including themselves. Um, so this woman, this, this mother, has written a book and has been in the news being interviewed recently about her experience. And so this is kind of dedicated to her because I read a lot of uh, her interviews and I read a little bit of the book. And I wanted to offer some advice, some experience, some lessons, and uh, maybe just a general sort of brief introduction, everything you need to know in the very basics of raising a child who's awesome um, and hopefully not a supervillain. Um, so the number one thing. Um, is, well, I'm going to start off just by saying that there are two parts to raising a successful human being or, or any other, uh, individual, of course, of any other, you know, animal, vegetable, mineral of being successful and taking care of it and allowing it to be as successful as possible. The two parts are the, your intentions, you have to have the correct intentions as opposed to just random intentions or hope or whatever, you know, not really knowing what you're doing, um, which unfortunately is the case with nearly every parent. Um, and, and in fact, many teachers, um, you know, we really often don't know what we're doing. Uh, we have, we have the intention to, to do the right thing, but we don't even know what the right thing is. Uh, so our intentions aren't very helpful. I have to have very clear and very specific intentions. And then our second part is that we have to be effective in achieving those intentions and carrying them out. So I'm going to go through um, three steps for each of these things. Uh, and by the end of these, uh, hopefully you will understand uh, at least the basics of all you need to know to raise an awesome kid. Okay, for intentions, um, I'm going to give you three, three suggestions. First of all, your basic intention, let's clarify it. The basic intention uh, 
a successful human being from all all experiences I've had, all evidence that I've seen is that uh, looking back on your life at the end of your life, you want to know that you have uh, achieved some success in working towards your dreams, fulfilling your dreams. Um, now, what those dreams are, are going to be different for each individual. So throw out any idea of what your dreams are for your kid, because their dreams are going to be different. <laughs> That's just the way it is. <laughs> Whatever you want for them, you know, any kind of specifics, just eliminate that. Those are not your intentions. Those are your intentions for yourself at most. Um, if you have dreams about something that you want to accomplish, then, then work on those for your own self. Um, but let your child have their own dreams. Now, the specific intention that I'm going to suggest to you, and you can tweak this, um, but this is, this is fairly well investigated as far as I'm concerned, which is that to form this intention of envisioning your child all grown up and able to feel fully supported in getting everything they need, everything fully supported in getting everything they need to discover whatever their highest dreams are, first to actually know what those dreams are, to be able to look deep inside themselves and their, their history and their, what they're excited about, what they love to do, what they enjoy doing, what they're good at, um, to discover their highest dreams about what they want to explore and create in life. And those are the two kinds of separate things that we could do in general categories, that, that we want to explore something, ask questions, investigate things, and then create things. And that can be anything um, in any format that we create, any sort of physical, emotional, intellectual, spiritual expression that we're putting out there. So clarify that you want them to have looked back on their lives and known that they understood their dreams and felt supported in working towards those dreams and, you know, made some kind of progress, obviously. Um, we don't necessarily have to be 100% effective in achieving our dreams because that would make life boring. Um, so our dreams need to be kind of high. But um, so anyway, so you want to be able to envision your child grown up having looked back on their life and saying, yes, I, I lived in an environment where I was able to get what I needed to understand and pursue my dreams. Okay, so that's the intention. And add any kind of visual, sound effects, whatever sensory information you want to imagine in this intention so that you really get a good, you know, fully immersed movie of this um, you know, obviously you're not going to add too many details because you don't know what they're going to be doing or what they're going to be like when they're grown up. But in general, you want to have them in your mind feeling this pride at being able to, pride and, and, and joy in being able to uh, work towards their dreams, understand their dreams and work towards them. And living in an environment that actually supports that. Okay, so that's your intention. Now, what I want you to do uh, is to write this intention down, clarify it as best you can, 
in whatever formats you like. Um, I want you to uh, put this in a place where you're e you can easily find it and where it's easily shared. Uh, I made a suggestion that you could make up greeting cards, you know, go on to one of these sites or even have a professional artist design it or whatever. Um, go all out if you want or, or, you know, design it yourself or whatever. Um, a greeting card that, that basically has this intention, you know, make it as clear as possible and it's as succinct, you know, this is your elevator pitch for your child, what you want to do with your child as a parent um, or grandparent or aunt or uncle or whatever foster person, whatever you are in relation to this child. Uh, so, so write it down and, and be as clear as you can be uh, about wanting to help your child live in an environment where they're supported in understanding and pursuing with joy their dreams, their greatest dreams for what they want to explore and create in life. Okay, so once you've got this written down, you can share it with other people. Um, with yourself, with anyone else who happens to be involved, uh, who has any kind of position where they might be able to offer you and or your child help in achieving their dreams. Um, so, and, and your intention, achieving your intention and their dreams. Um, because when you share this with other people, then they actually know what you want and they're clear about it. So not only are you clear about it, but they're clear about it and they can help you better than if they're totally ignorant or, you know, working on bad information or making guesses about what you want because they don't know. Um, you know, again, a lot of people are operating, you know, with with a, a heartfelt intention of doing good, but not knowing what that intention is. <laughs> no clarity whatsoever. So when you clarify it for yourself, then you need to clarify it for other people who are involved in your child's life and your life in general. Okay, so the third thing is that, uh, for intention, is that uh, I suggest that instead of thinking of your child as, as someone you need to control or or teach or whatever term you want to use as in a as in a an unequal power situation i would say to look at it where your child is uh, an ambassador to an alien world a newly discovered alien world and this ambassador has come to the earth and come to your life so that you can be sort of a tour guide for the earth you can teach them and, and help them understand and explore uh, the strange stories and ideas that, that we have in this world and that your world is. Um, because if you think about it, they really are a little bit alien. You know, not only are they uh, not capable of thinking even in English initially uh, or whatever language, they, they don't have your language, you know, so they have to learn that as well. But they also are from the future. They are the, the world from the future. Children who are born now, you know, when they grow up and sort of take charge of the world, uh, it will be a very different world. So you can, in, in fact, think of them as being sort of aliens from another world. Uh, it just happens to be a, a world that's distant in time rather than distant in space. So if you think of them as ambassadors to this new world, uh, these people who are learning what it means to be a human being on the planet Earth, you can teach them that as long as you remember that their world is different. 
they're where they're coming from, you know, might do things very differently. Um, so be open to that. So don't expect that, uh, that the world that they are going to live in, the world that they're coming from, essentially, in the future, which is sort of a weird way of saying it, uh, the world that they're going to anyway, they're working backwards from the past, from the future, um, is going to be quite different from, from your world. Um, and even the world that they live in outside of your home is quite different. You know, the school they go to, the friends they have, the neighbors they see, the news they see, the movies they see, the books they read, you know, the culture that they experience is also quite different from the culture that you experienced when you were growing up. So their world is also different in present time. Um, the things they experience are different from what you experience to some extent. So as long as you understand and respect that their world is different, it is currently and will be in the future different from our world, from your world. As long as you respect that and see that they're an ambassador and not someone who needs to fit into the current world or the past world, but they're an ambassador who's learning about the world that you live in and you can learn about their world in the same way. So in, in some sense, you are equals as far as who's right and wrong about how to do things. Um, I mean, certainly there will be a lot of overlap, you know, especially since they are, as far as, you know, they're, they're probably from Earth, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, even as, as different as they are from you, you know, even if maybe you're raising an artificial intelligence child or something. But no matter how different they are from you, there will be some overlap as far as, you know, the kinds of things that 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 we all care about um, are going to be fairly similar. We care about one another. We care about being able to, you know, to, to do the things in life that make us feel positive about the world and, and contribute to the world and contribute to our lives, um, no matter what we're made out of. So as long as you understand this, that, that you are equals in some sense and that you will have differences and similarities, in how their how your world and their world are some are you know functioning and working, um, you will have clear intentions that will allow your child to be their best as far as you know being successful, happy, joyful, contributing members of the world. Okay, so once we've gotten through intentions, those are the three things of intentions. First is to clarify your intent to raise a child that allows, that, that has a, an environment that supports them in understanding and achieving their dreams for what they want to create and explore in life. And then writing this intention down, clarifying it uh, to yourself and then sharing it with others. And then finally... Uh, to think of them as ambassadors, as equals who are coming together to learn about one another's world and to explore the differences and similarities in those different worlds. Now we move on to effectiveness. Um, how can we effectively achieve these intentions for ourselves um, and for our child? Um, well, number one, and this is absolutely crucial, is take care of yourself. Take excellent care of yourself as best as you can because the healthier you are, the more capable you will be of taking care of your child. 
And now I know this is the whole, you know, if you're on an airplane, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. I mean, this is very, very obvious. Um, but we neglect this. And and a lot of people even, even argue against it. Um, and certainly in very small circumstances, you know, it occasionally makes sense to take better care of your child than you. Um, especially since you are an adult and, you know, they might not have the same capabilities of dealing with certain things, you know, uh, certain dangers. But in general, overall, you need to be as healthy as possible. So that means listening to your own dreams and your own needs as well as possible. And the rest of this effectiveness will sort of cover both you and your child's needs and how to effectively treat them. But um, that is the first thing is, of course, to take good care of yourself so that you are most capable of taking care of your child. Um, so now number two of effectiveness is that I want to go into the four levels of health for humans and other deep thinkers of any sort of species, animal, vegetable, mineral, whatever, whatever it's made out of. Um, as complex thinkers. Uh, the four levels are physical, emotional, intellectual, and philosophical. And we have needs for all of these levels. Um, and we ignore these needs to our peril, to our great, great peril. Um, this is one of the most crucial things that I would pr probably say to any parent who has ever experienced a challenge in raising their child, who has ever experienced conflict, uh, who has ever experienced a child with any kind of illness, be it physical, mental, mental, emotional, psychological, whatever you want to call it, any kind of challenge to the, the health of the relationship, the health of the, the child and the parent and the whole society. Um, Paying attention to these needs on these four levels is absolutely crucial. And I can guarantee that there's probably only maybe a couple at most human beings on this planet who are actually meeting all of their needs. Now you may say, oh, pshaw, everybody has plenty of stuff. Well, yes, we have plenty of stuff, but what we have is plenty of crap for the most part. Our planet is full of crap. We humans make a lot of crap. <laughs> And then we push it on each other and try to con each other into buying the crap and thinking that the crap is perfectly wonderful. But it's crap. That's what advertising is, pretty much. Not all advertising, but nearly all of advertising is trying to convince you to buy crap and telling you that you're supposed to enjoy it. Um, depression. Depression is your body telling you, your brain and your body telling you that the stuff that you're putting in it, into it is crap. <laughs> okay? So, on the physical level, the h absolute highest quality, food, water, air, warmth, light, and information needs to go into the body. That's your body and your child's body, and everybody else's body for that matter, but, you know, we're focusing here on, on your child and raising a good child, so taking care of you and them is the priority. Um, it doesn't mean harming anybody else, but that, that just means you're focusing on getting the highest quality stuff as you can. Um, and that means real food, as local as possible, as fresh as possible, as whole as possible. 
if you're buying it in the supermarket, it's already degraded. And that includes the fresh produce. What you want to eat is mostly produce, mostly local, mostly fresh. Frozen's not too bad. Uh, dried is not too bad, especially if it's sun-dried. Um, once you start cooking stuff, it goes downhill from there because uh, I can go into this in greater detail in another podcast or you can email me or whatever, comment about this. Um, but raw foods really are the best 99% of the time. Um, in extreme situations, certainly there are some things that if you don't have any other food um, and you want to eat wheat, you're going to have to cook it <laughs> or sprout it, make it turn into grass. But anyway, um, you want to eat as much uh, raw food as possible. Oh, the basic thing about this is, is as soon as you cook something, it changes chemically. Um, and it's not just the nutrients that get lost, but um, the, the proteins and carbohydrates turn into simple sugars and... Um, yeah, that's not good. And the fats, the fats get all bad. Most everything when you when you heat a fat, it it gets uh, carcinogenic and it gets toxic, um, as far as I understand. Um, so just eat raw as much as possible and feed your child raw. Like nearly, I mean, if if you can compromise yourself and and sort of you know sacrifice healthy eating uh, for convenience, that's one thing. But for your child, especially when they're very young. Give them as pure raw foods as possible. Um, feel free to blend things. Feel free to dry them so that they're, you know, they're more convenient. Uh, dried fruits and, and certainly nuts and anything like that, seeds are, are fine dry. Although soaking nuts and uh, soaking nuts and seeds uh, helps change the enzymes or something like that. Uh, that whatever you can go in and, and research raw food. I've gone on too long about this, um, but. Basically, give your child the absolute highest quality foods, water, air, warmth, light, and information that you can into their bodies. And I mean, really, really, really focus on this. This is, this is the number one most important thing that makes a healthy human being. Uh, and that includes their brain, because their brain is part of their body. And you also want to make absolutely sure that they're physically capable, uh, physically free to express everything their body needs to express as often as possible. Um, that means their solids, liquids, gases, and energy needs to come out whenever it needs to come out as much as possible. Um, and again, a lot of these things are going to mean you're going to live life very, very differently than you were raised probably because you were probably not given the highest quality of all this stuff. Um, so it, it's going to take a change in, in society, too, but that starts with the parents saying that this is important. Um, okay, as far as emotional and intellectual and philosophical, I think those are fairly clear. I'll go with them very quickly. Um, emotionally, your child needs to feel uh, loved. Not just be, not, you don't have the, not just having the intention to love them, but they actually have to feel loved. They have to feel like they're important to you and that you care about their needs, and that you respect their needs, and that you're listening to their needs, and that they also have something to offer you, and that they make you feel positive as well. They need to be, it needs to be reciprocal, that they need to feel good about you, and you need to feel good about them. And whatever you need to do to make that happen, uh, you know, that's a complex thing. But as long as you have the intention to be emotionally connected, even if it's a challenge, 
and to be emotionally supportive of them no matter what. Uh, that's important. Intellectually, obviously, they need to have uh, a range, a wide range of diverse opportunities to learn about anything and everything that they are interested in. Do not force them to learn anything because that is the opposite of learning. That is, I don't even know what that is. That's the opposite of learning. That's unlearning. That's <laughs> harming them intellectually. They need to be their own teachers. They need to be their own guides as to uh, what they learn and, and what they explore and, and what they find out and uh, who they talk to and where they where they get information from. They need to be the leaders on that. Philosophically, kind of the same thing. They need to be given a broad range of cultural experiences, um, be taken to all different communities, parts of the world as much as possible, or at least have experience with them, you know, whether it be video and books or whatever, you know, just understanding all the different cultures and the different ways of living and thinking about the world. Okay, so those are the four levels uh, that we absolutely need to, to focus on meeting our needs so that we can be healthy. And now the final thing I'm going to mention in effectiveness is that um, the, the two elements that, uh, that, cause, that are causal in a human being and other, all other individuals of any sort <laughs> um, are nature and nurture we call this, uh, which is, can also be called, you know, genes and environment, or however you want to phrase it. The, the structure that went into making us that is fairly permanent compared to the environment that we are in. Um, so these, two, these are two causal factors that define our success in life. And while we think that we might not have much ability to change the, the child's nature, obviously. I mean, we, we're just barely getting into doing genetic modification on human beings and on living things. Uh, you know, we want to tread very carefully about that. But, you know, we, at some point we, we might actually, I mean, certainly we're doing it on very, very minimal levels in human beings right now for mostly disease treatment. Um, but in general, we're, we're thinking about the fact that, that the nature of the child is the nature of the child. The genes they have, the, the biology that goes into a human being or whatever. Um, again, if we're talking about AI, this is going to be a somewhat different kind of structure, obviously, but you know, the, the programming, of, the programming that is lasting, um, that is basically unchangeable, the structure, physics, whatever you want to call it. Um, there are still ways that we can use nature. Um, and that involves Understanding that, especially with biological organisms, um, this child's body is the most sophisticated analytical tool known to humankind for testing out whether things are good for it or not. And the classic symptom of this, the classic expression of this analytical tool telling you that something is bad for it is the, the spitting up and pukey face and disgusted face of the little kid when you're trying to put something that it doesn't that this body does not want inside of the body there's a reason for that disgusting face now certainly the thing that we're putting into the body might actually be fairly good for it um 
overall in the future. But at that moment, that's not what that body wants. Uh, so if your child refuses to eat something or complains about wearing something or doesn't want to go to school or blah, 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 whatever it is that this child is refusing to do or re rejecting, that is the body's early warning system telling you that there's something wrong with whatever it is that you're trying to force upon this, this individual. Um, so learn to use this, this analytical tool and, and trust it and realize that it is in fact, that God, nature, evolution's way of, of testing things out and saying yes or no. And there's a very clear, obvious no <laughs> when there's something that's, that's not right for the body. Um, again, that doesn't mean it won't be right for the body in two days or a year or 20 years. You know, when I was a little kid, I hated mushrooms. I thought they were very creepy, you know, and as I got older, I learned to like some mushrooms. Some mushrooms I still find very creepy, and that's probably a good thing because a lot of mushrooms are deadly. Um, you know, so I'm very cautious about mushrooms, and I want to t taste them on my own, uh, on my own time and in my own space. You know, if I... If a child sees you eating something and enjoying it, eventually they will be interested and they will want to try it 99% of the time. So if you think something is healthy for you and you think it probably will be healthy for your child, just model that behavior. Don't force it on them. They'll come to it if they need to come to it. Um, but just in general, and this is, this is the second most crucial thing I suppose I have to say with effectiveness, um, or possibly the third, <laughs> Is this number three, I guess, um, is that, you know, absolutely realize that, that this little ambassador to another world um, ha does, in fact, have different needs on the very specific levels and, and does have different, um, you know, different biology than you do. You know, they are, they are literally, you know, different from you. That is why they are not clones. Um, so their, their biology is different and they may need different things in their environment may direct them to need different things. But as long as you are giving them a wide variety of things that you believe are as healthy as possible, um, and that literally means, you know, the highest quality, you know, purest, most fresh local foods and cleanest air and, you know, cleanest water and, you know, energy, warmth, and information, and so on and so forth. So as long as you're presenting them with, with, the op, with a variety of options, they will pick something that is, that is good for them. Okay, so that's the basics. Uh, I know this was kind of long, but it's shorter than pretty much anything else you've probably ever seen as far as uh, self-help information or ideas on how to raise an awesome kid. Uh, so I'm, I'm not apologetic about putting as much time as I needed into this. It's still very short for uh, the rest of your life and changing uh, so many bad habits and confusions and, and misguided intentions or just, you know, good intentions but no clarity. So I'm going to leave you with one final thought, which is that um, if you as a parent or whatever kind of child care person, or just in general. If you aren't having fun doing something, stop doing it and either find someone else to do it for you if you think it is absolutely crucial, or find a way to make it fun. 
So, yeah. If it's not fun, you're probably screwing something up. <laughs> Wait till it's fun or find someone who does think it's fun and you'll be far more successful. Okay, so if you have any questions, please do contact me. Um, I would love to go into detail about any of these things um, or explain any of these things or give you some more information about them. Um, my uh, email address is thewiseturtle at gmail.com. Uh, all one word, basically all scrunched together, thewiseturtle. And I'm also at uh, my blog, which may have been where you saw this, uh, is turl, T-U-R-I-L, at wordpress.com. That's T-U-R-I-L dot W-O-R-D-P-R-E-S-S dot com. And you can also find me on Reddit, where my name is also Turl, T-U-R-I-L. So if you go to www.reddit.com slash user, U-S-E-R, slash Turl, T-U-R-I-L, that will bring you to my profile page or whatever you want to call it on Reddit. It's not really a profile. It doesn't have anything except all of my comments. Um, you can find my uh, community there and where I speak about a whole variety of different things, um, a lot about cultural things. But anyway, I would look forward to hearing from you and I wish you a beautiful life and an awesome kid if you happen to ever have one. Okay, namaste. Bye.